The following is a presentation of Cruise Addicts. Hey folks, this is John Chow from Cruise Addicts. I have an amazing guest today. He is Scott Lair from CruiseGenius.com. Let's go to the interview right now. Hey Scott, how you doing? John, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I want to have a couple of questions here for you. But first of all, you know, let's get down to it. How are you doing during this quarantine? Is everything okay in your lo- your home location? Well, I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida, and our governor just reopened the state uh, a couple days ago. So I'm actually getting ready to go get a haircut today, and our beaches are open, and we are getting back to somewhat of normal. But again, um, you know, I think people are still social distancing. Um, I've got a three-year-old, almost a three-year-old grandson and a one-year-old grandson. And so they live in Orlando and it's been really hard for my wife and I to stay away because we love our grandkids so much, but we have gone down there and of course, you know, washing hands and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, here in Jacksonville and in Florida, I think we're, uh, we're getting uh, closer to, I hate saying the new normal, but we are doing uh, better. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I'll get that. We're going to ask some cruise questions here. I've got about 10 and some bonus ones. Um, this is like a little interview series. So we'll start that. If you don't mind. Uh, so when was your first cruise and how many have you been on now? Oh, my gosh. My first cruise like in 1981. And that was on the USS Samuel Elliott Morris and FFG 13. I was a radarman in the Navy. I joined the Navy when I was 18 years old. I wanted to get out of Chicago because I wanted to see the world. And I tell you, ever since then, John, I've been in love with being at sea. And so I was in the Navy for nine years, been all over the world, Italy, Spain, France, the Caribbean, all over. I went through the Panama Canal and I loved just being out there. Now, granted, uh, the food was not as good on my Navy ship as it is on Holland America or on Carnival. But I will tell you that uh, cruising, there's just nothing like it, really. I I love it. And uh then my first real cruise was on the Fantasy back in the 80s. And uh, since then, uh, 150 days on Holland America Line, 75 days on Carnival, uh, a bunch of days on NCL. Uh, and that was on the Groove Cruise, which really changed my life. And God bless John, uh, Jason Bukema and Wet Travel uh, for the Groove Cruise. And I was also on the Blake Shelton Cruise, which was a lot of fun. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back to cruising. I know it's going to be different. But uh, still, there's there's nothing like it. So those that don't know you about your website, I wanted to touch on that. So how can people actually get a hold of you uh, and uh, get in contact with you and visit your website? Sure. It's thecruisegenius.com. And you can just Google my name, Scott, L-A-R-A, on Google. You'll see all my stuff, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I've got over 400, excuse me, over 700,000 views on YouTube, over 4,000 followers on Twitter, and it's just been a lot of fun. I've been doing this a while. And um, I really have to thank uh, Doug Parker, Cruise Radio, who really inspired me to do this. Uh, Doug and I worked at a, a radio station together here in Jacksonville uh, when he started uh, Cruise Radio years ago. And uh, hats off to Doug. He just does a great job, and I love him. So what was it actually, I don't know if I asked this, what was it that actually made you fall in love with cruising? I mean, know you, you love being at sea, but what about cruising actually made you fall in love with it? Unpacking only once because that is so, you know, even when, you know, and I've fallen in love with all-inclusives. Everyone knows that. But with cruising, you're waking up in a different port every day. So you unpack once and then, you know, my favorite cruise was my 14-day Southern. I actually did it twice. 
Aruba Bonaire, Curacao, Martinique, St. Bart's, St. Kitts. And so unpacking only once and waking up in a different port, you just can't beat that. Do you have a favorite port? I know this is going to be hard for you, but do you have a favorite port or call and what makes you love it so much? I really love St. Thomas because of Megan's Bay. And it's so funny. I know this is probably with you too, being a celebrity. My wife and I will be at Megan's Bay and somebody will always come up to me. Hey, you're Scott Lair. I've watched your videos and it's kind of fun. But St. Thomas, you know, going up that mountain up to the banana daiquiri thing and uh, seeing those birds and the, the view from up there. I just love St. Thomas. I really do. Yeah, it's funny you say that because all the times I've been to St. Thomas, I never went to Paradise Point. And we did this last one. I just really I just didn't want to do too much there, but I wanted to get off the ship. Right. And uh, it's, it's really affordable. We bought the tickets. You can pretty much buy them anytime you want. Right. And boom. We walked off, walked across the shops, went up to the top of Paradise Point, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it is. And Megan's Bay, you got to go to Megan's Bay. Now, they did suffer some damage from a recent hurricane, but they are building back up. Uh, when you run into someone that says, you know, insert excuse that I'm not going cruising, you know, uh, you know, they've got all these excuses. What do you tell them nowadays? I mean, I know you also sell travel. Uh, you sold travel. Um, what, what do you, what do you, how do you handle these objections? Because they're well, about it too. They were like, no, I ain't doing it ever, you know? <laughs> well, John, that's a very interesting question because pre-COVID, now you have to keep in mind this too, only 10% of Americans have ever cruised. Okay. And so the thing is, is that pre-COVID people would say, I'd feel trapped. I don't, I can't get off. I feel, you know, and, and they have all these excuses, right? Well, the fact of the matter is now after COVID, those you know, conceptions have now been redoubled, right? Oh, they were stuck on the ship. I can't get off. I'm trapped. So the thing is, is that now after COVID, if someone were to come up to me and say, hey, Scott, you know, I don't want to go. What I would say is, listen, you know, the cruise lines and the government are going to be redoubling their efforts to make sure the, the ship is safe and healthy and, and we're good to go. And listen, John, I'll tell you, if Carnival or MSC or NCL says, hey, Scott, you want to go, I'd be on the ship right now because, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm sure they're going to be doing things to, to make it, uh, you know, healthier. So I say hey, go once, try it. If you don't like it, like Carnival, they have this guarantee. I hope they still have it where if you're not having fun in 24 hours uh, with the next port, they'll send you home. So it's fun. It's affordable. It's family friendly. That's what I tell people. Yeah, you know, on that note, I know a lot of people are worried about this COVID-19. I mean, you know, you can't see it. You don't know it. It's, it lasts forever. I mean, some things are factual, but people really don't know what they're dealing with. And obviously, right. it's affected everything in travel. Right. Uh, travel. Um, you know, do you feel really safe about that? Would you really just take your family on board? In a heartbeat, John, because the thing is, I know Carnival and the other cruise lines are working hard with the CDC, with the government, to come up with policies and procedures. So does that mean like at the airport, you know, if they come up with a thing for your head, are they going to do that? Uh, are they going to be taking blood tests there at the, the port? I don't know, but I would feel safe. Now, I will tell you, uh, to, be, to be quite blunt, I mean, you got Oasis, you got Freedom, you know, four, five, 6,000 people. Those are a lot of people. And if you know me, which you do, John, and a lot of people know me, I love Holland America Line. You know, smaller ships, more intimate, five-star food, five-star service. Uh, I would be on a Holland America ship like, you know, Mazdam, Vindam, because there are fewer people. But again, you know, when you look at Oasis or Horizon or these bigger ships, I, I totally understand people's trepidation 
about being around five, 6,000 people. And then you got to consider the crew, which is another thousand. But I feel confident the cruise lines are going to do everything they can to make it safe. I really do. Yeah, I'm hoping we get a solution soon. That'll, you know, uh, and it looks like, you know, luckily the whole world is working on this and we can get a solution and uh, get back to some, you know, back to our normal lives. Right. Uh, I think we're all getting fatigued from it. <laughs> so, um, so what are some of the simple pleasures you enjoy when you're taking a cruise? You know, John, I love to relax. Okay. You know, I just heard um, your previous guest saying, you know, about being adventuresome and all that. And, you know, that's why I ask my clients, you know, what do you want to do? You just want to be in a lounge chair or do you want to be up there on the hairy chest contest or the, you know, flipping the bottle, making drink contest? I, because I work so hard in my day job, I go just to chill out. So I'll be laying on a deck chair and sitting on the serenity deck. Uh, I just love to be able to relax and shut down. The hardest part, John, though, is with you and me and others in the media is not staying connected. And so it takes a lot of effort for me to put my phone down and just chill out. Yeah, I find myself trying to. Uh, my wife laughs at me because I'm taking pictures of everything and I'm I'm doing too much. So yeah, it, it, but but I'm just like you. Uh, I don't need to be. I don't need a lot of the the games and stuff like that. I've, right. I've been blessed enough to see that enough times, right. and I enjoy it. It makes you know it does makes makes you know uh, it does create some ambiance, you know. But as far as you know, I don't need to be at every little thing. But uh, it's hard to put that phone down um, because you're 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 doing social media and you want to share it. And it, 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 for me, especially just like you, you're doing your regular Monday through Friday stuff. And all of a sudden you have this exposure to all this wonderful stuff, especially some new experiences. And you're just taking everything, you know, exactly. <laughs> and uh, of course my social media also feeds me, you know, by getting extra likes and everything. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, this makes you spend more, more time. But, um, but I'm also one of those people where uh, I don't want to be that guy or that girl that literally, you know, is, is this, you know, right. spending their whole vacation, you know, uh, behind a camera. I don't want to right. live my life through a camera. And uh, I've also learned to appreciate, I'm going to get this back up here. I've also learned to appreciate um, any type of excursion where I'm not pressed up to a minivan looking out a window. I don't want to be in a bus or a, wind or a van or a taxi cab for any length of time uh, after I did my European river cruises where we literally walk out and be right there in the town and everything was walking and eating and smelling and tasting and stuff like that. I was like, okay, I've really become a more of an adventurer or explorer rather than just some cruise passenger stuck in a van, you know, looking, you know, doing an Island tour. I, now I want to get out of that, those vehicles and I want to walk around. I want to talk to the people. Uh, and actually, uh, and it's, so it's made me much, makes me really want to touch things and be part of things. Um, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, that's my five cents on that. <laughs> so, um, so I want to ask you this question too. So, do you have a story that you can share with our listeners here and viewers? Um, exactly, you know, like it's of course it got to be PG. You know, any type of travel story that you've shared with your clients or your friends and family. You know, some kind of story that you know, like, really stands out. I know. It, I'll give you a minute to think about it because I know it's hard to be put on the spot and say, "Okay, tell me a story." You know, but do you have any good story or? Yeah. Like, Okay, go ahead. Well, St. Kitts. And the funny thing about St. Kitts is, uh, you know, you get off the ship and there's like five or six guys with monkeys on their shoulders, right? And so the guy goes, hey, you know, I'll take a picture. Well, he goes like this, snaps the finger, and the monkey jumps on your shoulder, right? Oh, yeah. And so the guy goes, hey, give me your phone. I'll take a picture of you with my monkey uh, for $20. He said, $20? I said, what's the name of your monkey? 
and the guy snaps his finger, the monkey jumps back on the guy's shoulder, and the guy walks away. It's like, what's the name of your monkey? You know? And so uh, that's kind of a funny story. And my other story is about uh, Half Moon K. And if you type in Scott Lara, L-A-R-A, Half Moon K, shameless plug, you will see my videos on YouTube, right? And so, like I said, I got over 700,000 views on my YouTube channel. And um, one of my videos is walking up those steps at Captain Morgan's bar, the, the big pirate ship on Half Moon K, to the second and the third levels because you have a, a great view. So I'm walking up there with a friend of mine, John, and there's a wife taking a picture of her husband, you know, and they both look at me and the guy goes, you're Scalera. It's like, hey, how are you? And oh, my gosh, can we get a picture with you? And so then the husband said, Scott, I would not have known about these stairs in this upper area to get these great, great pictures if it was not for you and your YouTube channel. And cool. so that is the real high for me. And one of my mentors is Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, and right. Google him. But Gary you know, talks about those highs when you know, people you know, recognize you or they say good job or they love you or you're a fan or whatever. And that kind of balances out all the, the, the down arrows that you see on your YouTube channel. But, um, yeah, when you go to Half Moon K, go up those stairs, and you'll see. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I know we've talked about Doug Parker and Cruise Radio. Yeah. And, uh, we've, we've all, I think we've all probably read the, uh, Gary Vee's book called Crush It. Yep. Phenomenal book, and I think it really goes for anything. Uh, that's, a, that's a plug for Gary Vee, like he needs yeah. one. But, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing book. If you ever want to get involved with any, anything you do in your life, uh, he really talks about just basically crushing it, just about yeah. Uh, just and just following your passion, whatever it is. Quick story, John. It's funny because I've been listening to Gary Vaynerchuk for many, many years, uh, back when he was doing Wine Library in 2009. And years ago, he tweeted out, you know, ask me anything. And I tweeted him and I said, uh, I would like a signed book, an autographed book or Crush It. And he sent it to me. And so, yeah, a huge fan of Gary Vee and even a bigger fan of Doug Parker, Cruise Radio. Just Doug is a true pioneer in all this and uh, deserves a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. And uh, we syndicated, Cruzak syndicated his show for four years or four years. And, uh, yeah, we've obviously got a great friendship. And he's just, I mean, he's taken his show to remarkable heights. Do you have a port which you like to stay on the ship? Freeport. Freeport's a dump. You know, I mean, uh, it is. I mean, I tell all my clients, man, don't even get off the ship. Now, Doug will say, oh, there's this, uh, you know, you pay some money, you take a bus and you go to this beach and you get a yeah. towel. Okay. I have not done that, but I mean, maybe next time I go to Freeport, I will. But anybody that has not been to Freeport, I mean, when you pull in, it is like a, that's where they do all these um, refurbishments of the ships and these dry docks, you know? Hey, there's an interesting story about Freeport though. I forget which hurricane it is. It was, excuse me. But um, there was a carnival ship that was there. And I think there was a shrimp boat that was in trouble and the captain of the carnival ship you know went out and rescued these shrimpers but um i'll put a link to that on the cruisegenius.com and john maybe you can do it too but um that's a very interesting story about freeport that they saved a, a fisherman or a shrimper uh but yeah i stay on the ship at freeport like 99 percent of frequent cru cruisers do <laughs> so, you now the good thing is i think like i said these ports are actually working really hard to to uh, and I've I've actually done that excursion with a beach excursion. There's a video on YouTube, there's a YouTube video there, um, uh, where it's a it's a beach day, a beach right. excursion day, and yeah, you know, and there's also there's also some resorts there 
which I think Royal Caribbean is doing a bunch of investments. So basically what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of investment in Freeport to convert people like Scott here that don't like it. Because Fine, send me, send me, show me, give me a, a pass and let me report on it. I'll go. Okay. You're in your car right now. I don't know. Or at home. Imagine you've got the, you know, in, you know, Grubhub, you know, order app where you can oh. order, a, you know, right. appetizer, entree, dessert, everything, your favorite dishes from your favorite cruise lines. You can have multiple cruise lines just like you can order from multiple restaurants. What would you order? The president's cut uh, on Holland America line steak for our, um, you know, in the Pinnacle Grill. And um, I know Orlando is not uh, with uh, Holland America anymore, but he had a special cut of steak and it was huge. And so my favorite restaurant is Pinnacle Grill on Holland America line. And, um, oh, you got to have the French onion soup on Holland America line. And of course, uh, the bread pudding on Holland America line is just off the, off the chart. You know, shrimp cocktails. That French onion soup, like I said, is, is amazing. But uh, like I said, I got 150 days on Holland America line. So that's really where all my experiences, you know, are, are right there. And yeah, I got 75 days on Carnival. And yeah, you know, the flat iron steak on Carnival's good. The, uh, the uh, chocolate, you know, um, thing, a hot chocolate thing, uh, the bitter and blanc soup of thing. But yeah, I mean, that's why I go, John, is, is the food is really good on, on cruises. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, what is your favorite um, Holland America ship? Do you have one? I'd say the Mazdam. I mean, it is an older ship, but it's smaller. It's intimate. Uh, I know the crew. I mean, I knew the crew when I want to sail on there with, with, you know, because I've been on Mazdam like five or six times. So, yeah, Mazdam is probably my favorite ship. As a travel agent, do you have any big money-saving tips for our cruise addicts here? Number one tip is book early. John, I cannot tell you how many times people will call me. You know, if I wait till one week before the cruise, I'm going to save $1,000, right? Well, you'll save maybe $25 or $50. But the fact of the matter is, if you wait to the last minute, if you're a cheapskate, right, and you want to save $25, bucks, when it's a week before the ship sails, you're going to be by the bow. You'll be by the bow thruster. You'll be in a very bad location. So don't come crying to me as a travel agent or travel advisor. You know, you, you got to pick. And I always advise people to book a year out in advance. It may be a little more expensive, but you'll get the cabin you want. And, um, you know, but again, you know, John, I hate saying this, but I mean, people are just so price driven. You know, if they go to Costco, that's the funny thing. They go to Costco and they, get, they buy a cruise and then they get on these Facebook pages asking for super secret tips. And the only reason I can give super secret tips is because I've been on these cruises, right? If you type in Scott Lara Half Moon K on YouTube, you'll see my tips about getting off the ship early, not waiting until 11 or 12 o'clock. And so you don't get that from the guy at Costco. And with all due respect, you don't get that from the guy at Vacations to Go because they find not even, and even the PVPs at, at Carnival, you know, who a lot of them have been laid off, God bless them. You know, you're not going to get those tips. So you can't have it both ways. Consumers can't say, I want a great price and great tips and then go to Costco. Yeah. Um, do you like guaranteed cabins? Do you recommend those for people trying to save a little bit? Guarantees, I, again, it's a roll of the dice, right? Now, like with me, you know, I'm a platinum on Carnival. I'm three-star on Holland America. So I think some super secret guy looks at those factors and then, you know, okay, if you're in a guarantee, they may put you in a better cabin. But one of my super, super secret tips is this. When the cruise line calls you or emails you, 
offering you an upgrade, a paid upgrade, keep in mind that the upgrade in their eyes is different than the upgrade in your eyes. They can put you underneath the, uh, the walking track or some other undesirable location. So to answer your question, guarantees are okay if you don't care where you're going to be. But if you care about location, then you better get an assigned cabin. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, because I'm pretty easy going, but some people aren't. You know, like, and you see people will literally stress about anything. You know, they'll be like, oh, I'm too close. I can hear the elevator ding. You know, there's a stairwell nearby. I hear, uh, you know, they roll. I hear a cart rolling because they're below the buffet or, you know, or something like that or the, the jogging track. And, you know, I, I think I think most cruise lines have actually done a lot of this to damper that stuff through the years on the newer ships. But, it, yeah, if it's going to drive you crazy, then you just, you know, definitely pick your cabin because there are differences. Well, John, there's one cruise director. He's not a cruise director anymore. His name is J Jason Venner. He was on Holland America line. And you know that first night when you go on the ship and you're sitting in the show lounge and the, he comes, uh, the cruise director comes out and does a little show and all this stuff. But Jason said this, and this is on Holland America line. It never surprises me that people travel hundreds, if not thousands of miles, just to complain in a different place. It's sad. It is sad, but it's true. And, and, but you got Ethel Myrtle, Gertrude Elmer. They're going to complain. You know, John, I know we're getting out of time here. My wife and I were in the dining room on a Holland America ship, and Elmer and, and Mildred were sitting over in the corner. And, you know, El, Elmer was saying the coffee was hotter, you know, back during the days of Titanic. And it's like, you know, I, he, all he was doing is spending his kids' inheritance. And I, I actually talked to him. I said, guys, come on, you know, you're ruining my vacation here. But, you know, the thing is, is that you're on a five-star ship with five-star service. There's nothing to complain about. And, um, John, people tend to complain louder than they give praise, right? Yeah. I mean, you go to a store, you go to a restaurant, and you didn't have good service. You're going to tell a 1,000 people. But if you had great service and a great experience, you may not tell people. But you and me and others in the media, we are going to let them know. And thanks again, Scott, for being here. But I'm going to, I've got a couple more questions. We're going to do this real quick. We've got yeah, the lightning round. So this or that, buffet or main dining room? Main dining room. Okay. Drink package or pay as you go? Pay as you go. Specialty restaurants or usually included ones? Specialty restaurants. Inside or balcony? Captain's Suite on the Carnival Sunshine. Definitely. Have you, have you seen that? That is amazing. I, I've been in, yeah, yeah, I've been in it. Yeah. That's like, yeah, I need that. I haven't been on it yet. Private table for two with or sit with Gertrude? Table for two. Okay. One man band or the piano bar? One man band. Comedy show or production show? Production show. Watch the sunrise or sleep in? Sunrise. Or and bonus question: Describe cruising, what it means to you in one word. Affordable. Affordable. And he is Scott Laird, thecruisegenius.com. He's the man. Thanks so much for going through all this with us. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Cruise X Talk Show. Until we meet again, please be safe and happy cruising. <laughs>